Couple Advisory Solutions is an SEC-registered investment advisor and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempt from registration requirements. I wish that our stock market were as honest as every casino I go into. The gambling propensity is strong in people to do mathematically unintelligent things. Welcome to Libel on Fire with Libel Sternbach, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams as fast as possible with as little stress as possible. Libel Sternbach is the author of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity. Libel's advice has been featured in countless publications, including Reader's Digest, USA Today, Yahoo Finance, CNN Business, Investment News, and and Market Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Libel on Fire. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Libel on Fire. I'm Freddie Bell, and I'm joined by Libel Sternbach. He is Amazon's best-selling author of Authenticity and also author of the book Living with Financial Anxiety. Libel, it's great to be with you. How are you today, sir? I am doing fantastic. How are you today? Unbelievable. Thank you so much for asking. The website, I want to get that out of the way at first because we've got a lot to get to today. It's yieldsforyou.com, and you've got some special tabs there as well. Yep, we got two tabs that you're really going to want to look at. We have a classes tab where we have upcoming and recorded classes that you can access on retirement. So everything A to Z that you need to know as you're transitioning into and through retirement. And then we also have a resources tab where you'll have, where you'll find guides and links to other websites and resources to help you on your retirement journey. Let's talk about financial advisors. And until you and I met, I didn't realize that there were different types of financial advisors or counselors. Uh, a question from one of our listeners, Lania, she was asking, what type of financial advisor have you found to be the most helpful for those on the verge of retirement? This is a little bit of a trick question of, you know, when we're thinking about financial advisors and retirement, there's a broad spectrum of people who can help us. And it's important to understand, you know, where each of them are coming from so that we can understand the type of of advice that they're giving us. Um, Because each, each person who's got, you know, their perspective and their training that will influence the solutions that they find. And when we think about financial advisors, I need you to think of this analogy. To a hammer, everything is a nail, right? And that has never been truer than financial services. In financial services, we have a whole bunch of really amazing people who are super passionate about what they do. And they're super passionate about helping people. And they learn these tools and they learn, you know, some amazing tool and how it can be used in lots of amazing ways. And then they go and they try to apply it to every situation. And the thing is, is that these tools can be used in every single situation. Now, does that make it the best tool for that situation? No, but it is an amazing tool for that situation. And it can be used that way. And it has been used successfully for lots of people. But that doesn't make it the best tool. And unfortunately, the financial services industry is 
still, I would say, a little immature when you compare it to when you compare it to some other industries in that we don't have standardizations of, you know, what we call things and what the different roles are of people in our industry. When you go to, you know, get your taxes done, there's basically two people that you're going to deal with. You're going to deal with a tax preparer or you're going to deal with a CPA. And those are, you know, two professions. And in order to become either one of those, there's a set process. To become a financial advisor, to call yourself a financial advisor, it doesn't take anything. In fact, in a lot of areas, it's not even a regulated term. So when you're looking at, you know, I want to find somebody to help me in retirement, you are going to find a huge spectrum of people. And what you will find is you will find on the one side, uh, people who are like financial coaches. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you will have, you know, these full service boutique financial advisor wealth firms that have people working in their office that specialize in all the different specialties of retirement planning. Um, and, and, And you've got the entire gamut in between. So when we're looking for a financial advisor to help us with retirement, what we're really looking for is somebody who we can work with, um, who is experienced helping people transition into retirement. And then we need to go shopping because we need to know what it is that we're looking for. And we need to find somebody or maybe multiple people who can provide that solution. Um, And this is... I've, over the years, over the last you know 15 years or so of working with people who are transitioning into retirement, I think that I think there's a real gap missing of people who specialize in helping people do this transition and figuring out who they need to hire or do it themselves. Um, and, and I think that it's very doable to do it yourself, but I think also if you wanted to hire someone, you need to have a basic set of knowledge so that you know who you're hiring and what they're going to do. And oftentimes it means hiring multiple people. So how do you find a, a good financial advisor? So the, the first thing that you want to do when you're looking for a financial advisor is you want to understand how they're compensated because how they're compensated is going to be the biggest bias in terms of what they're going to recommend. Uh, So going back to that hammer analogy, if you are talking to an advisor who all they, the way they get compensated is by selling mutual funds and they exist. These advisors exist who all they get paid is a commission on selling mutual funds. They are always going to find a mutual fund solution for you, right? So you need to know that going in that this person, this recommendation you're getting is going to be mutual funds. It's kind of like going to a, uh, you know, an ENT and saying, my throat hurts. Well, they're going to tell you that your problem is your throat. And if you go to an allergist, they're going to tell you you're probably having an allergic reaction to the pollen, right? Um, and so financial advisor, find out how they're compensated, right? Find out what their education is because each of them will have different levels of education. Some are only licensed. And if they only have a license, that literally means that they just passed a hundred question test. So that doesn't mean that they actually have any formal training in in your area that you need in retirement. Um, It generally means that they understand somewhat about products. Uh, So you wanna find out what their education is. 
And then you want to find out what their values are, right? What's their outlook in life? What, what's the worldview that they view the world as? What's that lens? Because maybe they view the world differently than you. Mm. Maybe their expectations of, you know, the market, right? I've worked with a lot of advisors who do not understand how the markets work and they view it as gambling. And maybe that aligns with you, or maybe that's really against everything that you believe in. So you need to find an advisor who their philosophy and their approach to life matches what you want. And that has the technical capability and then the actual ability to deliver, right? So you may have an advisor who you philosophically, you believe the same thing and you want, you know, what they say and they, they, they have the education of being able to create a great retirement plan and great tax plan and great investment plan. They may have all the credentials, but they're working at a firm that doesn't allow them to implement it, right? If, you know, for instance, if someone works for, you know, a Morgan Stanley or an Edward Jones or a Primerica or, you know, any one of these companies, they're called captive companies and they restrict what solutions their advisors can sell. They only let them provide solutions within their fund family, within their toolbox of solutions. And so it may be very possible that there's a better solution with a different company, but they're not allowed to recommend it. And so you wanna know that that bias exists. That doesn't mean that they can't build you a great plan, but they may not be able to build you the best plan or they may not be able to tell you that it's not the best plan. So you need to understand where those biases are. Um, and, and there are people who are completely independent, but that doesn't mean that they're not biased, right? They may be completely biased against captive people who have restrictions on them. So you just wanna, you wanna go with your eyes open. And I, I think I've come to the belief that you as an investor, you as the person who's hiring these people, you need to have a basic set of knowledge to be able to hire them because you need to hold them accountable. You need to know how to ask the right questions so that you know, are you, are you being sold something or are you being advised with, you know, with your best interest in mind? Interesting. Do you provide uh, or do you have a set of questions that a person like me could use to interview potential financial advisors? So I'm actually putting that together um, and I'm going to have that in my new book that I'm working on. It's called uh, The Simple Path to Golden Retirement. And in mm. there, I'm going to have an entire chapter on how to hire a financial advisor. And I'm thinking that I'm, I'm going to put together a course on this. Um, so keep an eye on the website. Look out for that book because that is something that's co coming. How, how do I hire a financial advisor? In the meantime, I did an article with LegalZoom. If you go to my website on in the news section, there is a link to an article that I did with LegalZoom that I walked through how to how to hire a financial advisor. It's a pretty in-depth article. So that that would be the first starting point. Interesting. We're talking with Libel Sternbach and we're talking about financial advisors. I'm curious, is there a basic set of qualifications that any financial advisor should have, in your opinion, Libel? I, I don't think so. I think what matters more is I think what matters more is that your philosophies match up. I think that that their biases that at least they're upfront about it and you know what they are. Um, I, I have I, I've worked with and I have seen amazing 
uh, amazing advisors and coaches across the entire spectrum. I, I worked with a guy who his specialty was helping people who were in bankruptcy, well, helping people who were underwater on their mortgages. And he would get them, he would work with the bank and get them out from being underwater and get them being financially solvent again. And he had no credentials. He was not an attorney. He, it was just something that he went through and he learned the system and he taught it to other people. And he made money in doing that um, with negotiating with the bank. But if you looked at him as a financial advisor, you would never look at him as a financial advisor. And in fact, the states may, you know, eventually go after him. Uh, saying that he was giving investment advice without a license. But the fact is, is that he probably did more good for more people than most people with a license. Very interesting. We only have about a minute left in this segment. Can you give us a couple of red flags we should be looking out for when selecting a financial advisor? Yes. So red flags, um, you want to go to FINRA.org or BrokerCheck.org. You want to look them up and see if they have any disclosures on their listings. Not being listed doesn't mean anything uh, unless they say they're a broker. But if they're licensed, generally, they'll be listed there. So that's if, if they've got something, red flags, that's one. Google their name, right? See what's about them on the internet. Because chances are, if somebody is up to something nefarious, there's going to be online. There's going to be articles about it. There's going to be people blasting them, right? So that that's, that's one. Uh, another thing is... Financial advisors, good financial advisors, always want to put your interest first. So if you ever feel like you're being sold or you're being pressured, walk away because that person doesn't have your best interest. The other thing, and this is going to be counterintuitive, if it feels slick, that to me is a huge red flag because something weird that I've learned is that the financial advisors who are super capable, right, who are really good at their jobs, they're nerds. They're, they're the definition of a geek. And that means they're not super slick. That means they're not, their presentations, you know, have issues with them. They're, <laughs> they're, 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 they don't come off as, you know, a million bucks. Um, but they're the ones who are super capable. And so I trust the geek over the super slick salesperson. And, and then finally, the, I think the biggest red flag, the biggest red flag to me would be if the advisor asks you ever to make out a check to them. Right. If they ever ask you to give them authorization over your accounts, whenever they cross those boundaries, they'll give you a very good reason for it. But that is a huge red flag. Walk away. Or if they give you guarantees and they say, well, you're going to make money without losing. Right. It doesn't exist. Walk away. If it sounds too good to be true, walk away. And we won't walk away. Well, we'll have to step away. We'll be right back. We're talking with Libel Sternbach, Libel on Fire. And we'll be right back after this. Thanks for listening to this episode of Libel on Fire. If you have questions about today's topic, please submit them on our Facebook group at libelonfire.com slash Facebook. And if you would like a free signed copy of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity, visit libelonfire.com. Now, back to Libel on Fire. Hi again, everybody. I'm Freddie Bell, and with me now is Libel Sternbach, and we're having a really interesting discussion, in my opinion, on choosing a financial advisor, and uh, you've listed some really interesting points, and I'm wondering, do you think 
a financial advisor is necessary for retirees? So I don't think it's necessary. Um, in fact, I think that we're seeing a big movement away from financial advisors. I think that there are a lot of people who uh, want to do it themselves, can do it by themselves, and in fact, feel that they would be better off doing it by themselves, either because financial advisors are expensive or because they're, they know or feel like they're going to be sold a product that they don't need. Having said that, right, having said that there's this movement and that you don't technically need a financial advisor, um, and I often, you know, counsel people on how to do it themselves, and I think you can do it yourself, there is a very measurable value that a good financial advisor can bring to you. And primarily, the, the good advice that a financial advisor can bring to you is, They've seen lots of situations that you haven't, so they may be able to identify something about what you're going through that you haven't thought about, haven't read about, don't know about, that you can take advantage of. So whether that's saving money on taxes or that's saving money on your investments by not, uh, by not buying or selling at the wrong time, right? That's a huge value that advisors bring. Um, or it can be emotional support. Right. I mean, uh, part of the job of a good financial advisor is to be a therapist and we're there to help you and support you and coach you and help you feel confident when you don't feel confident about yourself or about life and help make sure that it's not just we're not just propping you up with words, but that there's math and science behind it of that you're fiscally responsible and that you will be okay. And so I think there's a lot of value that an advisor can bring, but at the same time, by no means is it a requirement. You do not have to hire a financial advisor for really anything. Um, nowadays, you can access everything that you need to online. Interesting. So that's the pros of, of hiring a financial advisor, but I know you well enough that there are probably two sides to every coin. Is there a drawback with working with a financial advisor? There are drawbacks to working with a financial advisor. Um, and I'm going to go back to my hammer analogy. Um, depending on the type of advisor, um, and, and I think that all advisors to a certain extent, um, we all suffer from this, is that we see the same situation over and over again. And so we become experts in that particular situation. And we end up using the same tools over and over again to solve problems even though they may not be the best tool or the right tool for the job. And that can end up, that, that isn't always the best thing, right? Um, so that, that is a drawback, is that we may see your situation and you know, pull out a tool that isn't appropriate to you, or maybe it doesn't even feel appropriate, right? It might be technically the correct tool to use, but for you and your comfort level and what makes you feel safe and warm and fuzzy at night, that is just the wrong thing to do. Um, so there, that is one drawback. Uh, another drawback with working with a financial advisor is that, um, and this really goes into the type of the personality of what you're working with, you might be looking at your financial advisor as a crutch. Um, and what I tell my clients all the time is I will never make the decision for you. I will help you make the choice. I will help educate you on how to choose. 
but I will never make the choice for you. And so if you're looking for someone to tell you do X, Y, Z, that's not me because I firmly believe that the choice needs to be yours. And I, you know, I might have my instincts and my feelings of one way or the other, but I'm not living your life, right? I can't want this more than you. And I'm not the one who has to live with the consequences. And a lot of financial advisors, they will make the choice for you, right? They, they fall into that camp, especially newer financial advisors who haven't, who haven't mastered the art of being a guide, uh, which is which is hard. It's, it's not something that that everyone is suited to. A lot of financial advisors, and it's very easy to fall into this trap. You come to them, and they're like a mechanic, and they're like, "Okay, fix X Y Z, right?" And they will go and fix X Y Z, and they won't tell you how they're doing it, why they're doing it, or involve you in the choice. And so the drawback with that is when something goes wrong, um, or you don't know why, right? And you feel like the advisor let you down, and you feel like you were taken advantage of. And there is a lot of opportunity for being taken advantage of that way because you don't know if the choices being made are correct or not, right? You don't know if you're okay with them. You have no way to double check them. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, as drawbacks go, um, that is something that you as an individual, right? It's you need to make sure that you have a good relationship with your financial advisor. Um, and that you're hiring the person who's right for you. Um, and whether that means that's an advisor who's doing everything for you or someone who's guiding you, or it just means you're following someone who's has similar beliefs, that's up to you. Um, but you need to know what you're going into with your eyes wide open. Should you go with a captive advisor or one who has the ability to sell into different uh, instruments? I've met great advisors on both sides. So if you told me, I met this great advisor. I really love him. He really understands me. He makes me feel safe, right? He educates me about everything that I'm doing. And he will tell me, you know, the product that he's selling me is more expensive than what you can get from someone else. But I want to hire him because I want him taking care of my finances. Then go you, right? Pay the extra premium for working with the person who makes you feel safe and comfortable and gives you the confidence in your future. There is nothing wrong with that as long as you know that going in. Um, I, I, if, if, on the other hand, the person doesn't tell you that they're captive or they tell you, oh, my company has the best products, right? <laughs> and you don't have to, don't worry about someone else. Don't go shopping for other quotes. Then I would say run for the hills because either that person's deluded or they're just a salesman in disguise, or not even that disguise. They're just pushing product on you. Um, a good financial advisor will tell you to seek other opinions. Ah, interesting. We're talking with Libel Sternbach, and we're talking about selecting a financial advisor. I'm just curious: Are there? Do you have the? What are the top two questions that a person who's looking at retirement or just investing anyway, just trying to get into this market and understand it? should be asking a financial advisor no matter what? The top two questions. The, the number one question that you want to ask a financial advisor, uh, that you want to get crystal clear from them, is what is your philosophy? And, and I would phrase it that way, right? What's your philosophy? Don't ask them what's your, what do you think is a good investment? Don't ask them, you know, give them a, it's a vague open-ended question ended question. 
But what you want to get from the advisor is what is their worldview? Because they're going to start spewing things. They're going to start telling you things. And an advisor who's been around the block a few times, an advisor who has experience, they're going to articulate to you something that isn't based on time and it's, and it's going to be based on values. And they're going to tell you, I don't care, you know, what is the right, you know, what is the best investment or whatever. I'm willing to give up returns, right? They're going to have some kind of spiel that they give you, but it's going to be based on producing and delivering an experience. It's a, whether that's, you know, creating the retirement that you're looking for, it's going to be about the outcome. It's not going to be about how they get there. So that's question number one, right? What is your philosophy? Um, and you need to be okay with that. And you're looking for, you're looking for that. It's not product based. It's outcome based. Okay. Number two, the other question is I would ask them, how do I know that I can trust you? Ah. Uh, it is an extremely difficult question for a financial advisor to answer a inexperienced financial advisor or someone who is newer to the game and hasn't been asked that question before will get extremely flustered <laughs> and you will know right away, right? And it's okay to work with someone who's new and inexperienced as long as you know that going in, right? As long as you know that, okay, we're going to make mistakes along the way, but I'm okay with that. Um, however, if you don't want somebody who you're going to make mistakes with along the way, and you want somebody who has more experience or more experience with your situation, when you answer that question, they're going to have, they're going to have a very interesting answer. And it's going to be one that's designed to make you feel comfortable. And the way they're going to make you feel comfortable is by making you feel uncomfortable, right? Because a good financial advisor knows that you shouldn't inherently trust them. And that the fact that you are asking that question means that you that you are aware, right, that it's a two-way relationship, that it isn't just trust me blindly, right? And that's the relationship you want with your advisor. You want mutual accountability. And a good financial advisor will be able to articulate that. They'll be able to tell you what their credentials are. They'll be able to tell you why you should trust them. They'll also tell you, right, why it is that they do what they do and how it is that you hold them accountable. Very interesting. So my last question, and we're just about out of time, how do you know, and it's a companion to the previous question, how do you know that your advisor is doing a great job? You know your advisor is doing a great job because you can't stop raving about them. <laughs> that, that is the truth. Um, if you wake up at night and you're worried, if you're constantly doubting whether you made the right choice, mm -hmm. then that probably isn't the advisor for you because a great financial advisor is the advisor who is the ideal match for you. And, and I, think that, I think that the focus on hiring an advisor shouldn't be on do they get the best returns. It shouldn't be on, do they have the coolest approach to investing or the most credentials? It's, is this the person who can help me achieve the outcome that I want, which in retirement, right, is probably going to be enjoy my retirement, do the things I love, not worry about running out of money, right? And you, wanna, you want somebody who can be a partner with you in that process. 
and who will help you feel safe and secure. It's kind of like a marriage. And if you have doubts in your marriage and if you have, you know, if you don't feel safe and secure in your marriage, then it's, you know, it, it's not going to be a fun place to live. And you want the same thing with your financial advisor. You want to know that if you call them up at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon crying that they're going to be there for you. You want to know that no matter what happens, they're going to help you get through it. Wow. Great advice. Yieldsforyou.com. Great information there, Libel. Yep. Yieldsforyou.com. Got resources. We've got guides. We've got books. We've got classes. We've got everything that you need to really take this transition into and through retirement. And whether you decide to be your own financial advisor or you decide that you want to hire someone or you decide that you want, you just want somebody to talk to you and help through this process and bounce ideas off. We've got resources for the full spectrum. All right. This is Libel on Fire. He's Libel Sternbach. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll be right back here again next time. That's all the time we have for this episode of Libel on Fire, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams. If you have questions about today's topic, please submit them in our Facebook group at libelonfire.com slash Facebook. And if you would like a free copy of Libel's books, Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity, visit libelonfire.com. Thanks for listening. Koppel Advisory Solutions is an SEC-registered investment advisor and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. All investment strategies can result in profit or loss. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as any offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Content should not be viewed as legal or tax advice. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation.